Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. Nothing good is born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. Wonder Woman 1984. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and I have with me New Jake. Hi, everybody. And today we're reviewing a new 3D movie. Finally. Wonder Woman 1984. Um, now, I did not get to watch this uh, in 3D. Um, I, I think there's like one or two theaters near me that have it. Um, I decided just to watch it at HBO Max at home. Um, so, New Jake, since you actually did write the review and you did watch it in 3D in the theater, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, I'll let you take it over. How was the 3D aspect of this movie? Um, it was really good. Uh, it wasn't anything outstanding. If you've seen the 3D for the first movie, it's almost exactly the same. Really, really good. Okay. Um, overall, good amount of depth, good amount of pop. Yes. Could have used more pop, but uh, the depth was there. Uh, it felt natural. It felt like it was almost shot with a 3D camera. But I know for a fact that it wasn't. But, uh, I mean, it just seemed like the perfect conversion. Okay. Whenever I watched it, I was like, damn, I really feel like 3D could have really worked in this movie. <laughs> so, Oh, yes. It did. It did really good. Um, there's, you know, the opening scene with... Uh, I, I don't know, Olympics, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know if it was like a training thing or uh, some sort of uh, Themyscira games. But yeah, it did work really good with that scene. Um, the various flying scenes, I imagine, look pretty cool. Yes, uh, especially, well, I can't spoil anything. But uh, the scene with the uh, the fireworks was really well done. Uh, the fireworks entered into uh, the, the, the theater. It looked really good. <laughs> I was wondering about that scene, actually. Yes. Uh, so the different flying scenes, um, there's there's multiple flying scenes uh, without giving yes. too much away. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of worried that that the scene toward the end with the the fight of the cheetah that was too dark. Was it okay in theaters or no? I mean, it was actually pretty decent. There was some darkness, but there's also plenty of light because um, where they're around some electrical equipment, uh, there are some sparks flying, so it kind of helped lighten the uh, the picture frame. So it it actually did pretty decently. Okay, is there any issues that you had overall with the 3D or no? Uh, actually, there was one issue. It wasn't with the 3D itself. It was actually with the theater screen, uh, the projector, actually. It was shifted a little too far to the right. So uh, a couple of the credits were, um, <laughs> I couldn't see part of the letters, but that was the only issue I've had with it. Okay, so it sounds like overall you had a really good time with the 3D aspect of this movie. Yes, yes, I did. And you could feel good about recommending it? Oh, yeah. If you could find the 3D aspect, uh, sorry, the 3D uh, theater, uh, go to it if you can. It's worth the upcharge. If not, uh, hopefully there's a 3D Blu-ray release you can watch at home safely. Okay. So what is your final score on the 3D aspect itself? I will say it's a good 8 out of 10. Okay. So great. 3D. Yes. Okay. Now on to the movie itself. So Wonder Woman 1984 um, is the semi-sequel to Wonder Woman, which um, it's I say semi-sequel because 
it doesn't like directly reference the first movie that much. I mean, there is, but it isn't. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, 100%. The only real link, uh, besides Wonder Woman herself is Steve Trevor. He obviously comes back and he's the only direct link to the previous film. So the, the basic plot in a nutshell, um, I mean, it, it's always hard to have a sequel and it's always hard to be like, okay, did they capture the magic of the first one that I really loved? And overall, I did enjoy the movie. I just, I felt like I was disappointed in it. But disappointment does not equal bad. It just means disappointment. Uh, what are your overall thoughts before we get to the movie plot itself? Yeah, uh, it's my sentiments exactly is uh, I, I was, I've been waiting for three years for it to come out. Um, and it just kept on building that anticipation and the trailers made it look so good. And then I seen it and yeah, there was a, a an air of uh, disappointment, but there still was scenes good enough to make it watchable. Well, better than watchable, but you know, not as good as the first movie. Yeah. And we're not going to get into the comparison of the first movie, the second movie um, in this, because you want it to be a standalone. Just in case you haven't seen the first one. And you know, we, we want to be fair onto this movie itself. So this movie itself, um, is, is it's, it's a little bit weird that it is a standalone because you would think it would really have more connections to the other DC movies, but it doesn't. And um, there's a lot of questions that after watching the movie that I still have that the movie did not bother even trying to mention, which we won't get into those um, in this Porter Free podcast. But specifically, the story here is... Uh, you know, you figure out that Dana Prince and or AKA Wonder Woman is still in Washington DC. Um and mm-hmm. she um meets Barbara Minerva, which is Kristen Wig, um, who is, you know, working in um I guess they're working in the Smithsonian, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like in the gemology department of the Smithsonian. And uh Pedro Pascal is Max Lord and he yes. is um I guess like a oil salesman or and or land management or something. It's kinda vague at first. Yeah, it's kind of like he's almost like a, a Ponzi scheme guy, you know, almost like a Bernie Madoff or something, you know, something along that comparison. Yeah, yeah the movie has a relic from the past, and this relic is able to give um, people abilities, and um, w- that leads to many different things that, um, as you may expect, because, you know, these relics are not always kind, because the relic, you know... No. If you get certain thing, you may take away certain thing um, without getting too much into spoilers here. So the, the main two villains here are Max Lord and eventually Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva. What do you think of Cheetah and Max Lord? Um, I like the, the character concept of Cheetah. Um, I, don't, I don't like what she eventually became, but I, I do like uh, Kristen Wiig in the role. She did surprisingly well. Uh, I guess amongst the action scenes, she did pretty decent, too. But uh, I really did like Pedro Pascal as uh, as Maxwell Lord, uh, even though he kind of hammed it up a little bit. But I don't know, it just it, it felt like your typical comic book villain. And I, I enjoyed that. Um, I, I kind of feel like it. it... In some ways, it is accurate to the comics, the DC comics that this is based on, but I also feel like, I feel like, for me, Max Lord is just kind of cheesy, and um, it, it just, you're right, he did kind of have it up, he kind of, in some ways, he's like a different version of Lex, um, but in this one, he doesn't have the charm, I kind of actually like, you know, 
I know a lot of people have compared him to Trump, and that's actually not completely uh, unfair to Trump or Max Lord. But I kind of, you know, love him or hate him, Trump does have a charm to him that, you, you know, you can kind of understand why people like him. I don't, but still, you can kind of, you can understand there's a charm to it. Yeah, but he had, a, he had a, a sort of a charm back in the 80s, which before, you know, what happened now with his presidency, I could see him like kind of doing something like that in the 80s, you know, just kind of selling himself on TV and just promoting himself and having that charm and almost a likability that Trump doesn't have, well, at least in my eyes, anymore. But I mean, yes, yeah, some some people can, can I can understand why some people like that persona. But, uh, you know, he has a charm, and I'm just going to say that, that I don't like, but other people can. And I was kind of hoping for right. more of that in this movie with Max Lord, because they are similar kind of con men. Um, right. In some ways, Max Lord has been kind of considered a crappy version of Lex Luthor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of unfair. Um, I like to say that, um, in the movie at least, he had a humanity that Lex Luthor doesn't really possess, in my honest opinion. But True. I true. mean, yeah, it's just... He, he was a little bit more of a likable version of Lex Luthor, if you could say that, but he still had some, um, you know, evil qualities about him. Yeah. Um, so the, the main conceit here is, you know, how what po- happens to people when they have their powers or don't have their powers. And you do get Chris Pine returning as Steve Trevor in a, in a weird way, um, which we'll talk about. Yeah, this. very strange. Um, people, so I guess a, a negative aspect for me is the length of this movie. It is way too long. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I felt every bit of those two and a half hours. It was a drag. Um, and I, I like the characters. Um, I mean, uh, Gal Gadot is fantastic as one woman. I, I'm not going to ever take that away from her because I think she does a great job in that, in this role. Yeah. She does even better in this movie. Yeah. And Chris Trevor, Chris Pine, great too. I really like Chris Wig too, uh, Kristen Wig, mm-hmm. Pedro. Uh, um, but still, I just kind of, it just didn't connect with me as much as I would like. The action scenes are fun, um, really well done. I, I really liked when the action scenes did happen. It was like, damn, they really choreographed this well. But there wasn't enough of them. Is the one of the main issues with the movie? There's long swaths of the movie without any action. Yeah, um, the middle is just kind of a drag. It's just kind of mm-hmm. slow to you know. And some of the the action scenes, it kind of felt like okay, they were cool, but it kind of feels like there's one woman really needed in these scenes. Like it could have been any other hero, you know. So let's let's wrap up. Um, what score would you give this movie? Um, out of a one out of ten. Uh, if if I had to uh, do it without the 3D, I would say a six out of ten. But with the 3D, it bumps it up a a full point, so a seven out of ten with the 3D. Well, it has to stand on its own. And okay, <laughs> um, so I'll say a six out of ten on its own, which is a huge disappointment for me to say. Yeah, I went through six and seven in my mind for since I've watched it last day or so. And I have to agree with you as a six. I, I really, I mean, I don't hate the movie. I, I understand a lot of people are just hating on this movie. I think it's fine. It's just it's so corny. It's so cheesy at the end. I was just like, come on, man, is this the best you could do? Um, yeah. And they they had just, three years. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's disappointing. But disappointing doesn't automatically mean it's a failure of film. It, it's not. It's not a failure of a movie. It just doesn't. 
it doesn't I wish it was better than it was. Oh yeah, same. And that's a good inside joke for anyone who has seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this border free podcast. Anything else you wanted to say? Uh no, just uh be safe out there if you do decide to go see it in the theater. Bye. Bye everybody. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D, Mr. Bengal5, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's going to be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email 3D or 2D at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye, everyone.